Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Compulsive Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, you know, showing your mistakes in public and not being afraid of that, and just generally sort of growing up as a developer in, in the public space. Now, where does this come from? Well, you know, there seems to be this kind of myth around the fact that, you know, you you see these developers online, you know, like myself, and we do podcasts and blog posts and videos and everything else, and it always goes right, okay? You know, this perception of you as the viewer that, boy, this guy nails it every time. And that can be rather intimidating to people sort of new to getting into development and, you know, this idea that, well, I can't show anything in public unless it's perfect. And that really simply is not true. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, you have no idea how many times I have to try and record a podcast or how many times I have to record or like just viciously edit a video or just sweat over a blog post and edit multiple times to get it right. Especially when it comes to recording video, it never goes right first time. Now, I try to get it in one take so that it seems nice and fluid and smooth, but it's it's almost impossible, you know. So the idea here being is I make plenty of mistakes. They just get edited out in post-production, right? And I kind of feel that's how it is with development too. The, you know, you write the code and it doesn't work the way you expected and you go back, start again. And then eventually the one that everybody sees in your Git commit or on a open source or in public somewhere is the one that works correctly. They don't see the 15 versions that didn't work properly, but Don't be afraid to show that. I think, you know, it's easy to forget that we learn far, far more from our mistakes and the things that we get wrong than the things that we do that that we get right, right? You write something in code or whatever it may be, and you do it and it works perfectly. You just forget about it and move on. There's nothing to analyze, nothing to go back, no problem to sweat through, no research or reading of documentation to solve it. You just move on and forget about it. Now, over time, of course, the more you do something, practice makes perfect, right? So that happens more and often than it, you know, would at the beginning, especially if you're a new developer. And and honestly, a lot of the time, I think that new developers are blessed because they don't have the baggage that we have of having known that, oh, you know, this particular function in a framework we used to never work this way or the history of it and, and everything else. I think that going in with kind of a, an open, you know, blank page as a new developer is such a blessing. I really do. So I kind of envy new developers in many ways. But the idea here is, you know, as a new developer coming in, you're going to sweat it. It's not going to work right. You're going to have to ask questions that, you know, people quite wrongly are going to make fun of you for. And I, that's another thing. I, I hate it when people make fun of developers who don't know the answers to simple questions because we've all been there. And I think it's real, you know, sort of stupid arrogance and disrespect to make fun of someone who doesn't know something. And hopefully in a lot of my tutorials and everything else, I try to target them in a way to target as many people with as many experiences as possible. So don't be afraid to make mistakes and show them in public. If you was to go back and look through the, my Git histories and my repos, you know, I cringe at some of the things I did that were just awful. But I leave them there to remind me that I've got better since then. And, 
you know, so that other people can see, yeah, look, he did a really stupid thing here or, oh, looks, you know, this guy did the same thing I did and then later figured out it was wrong. But I leave them there because, you know, it's like going back. If you could go back now and edit your schoolwork so that it all looked perfect and you absolutely nailed every exam. Yeah, that's great. It's called hindsight, right? You know, and we have the experience now to go back and do that. But you need to show your learning. You remember at school when like the math teacher would say, you know, you've got to show the working, right? You've got to show how you worked out the the result, not just the result, so that they could understand how you got there and that you truly understood the subject. And that's important that you show that to yourself as well. So part of that is, you know, as I'm, is, is to put it out there, the workings, the, the things that didn't work. I have read blog posts and listened to podcast episodes and videos, and I am extremely grateful to very experienced developers who I have a massive amount of respect for because they put out there, look, I did this project and it was a stupid idea and I did it badly and it went wrong. But I'm telling you about it so that you understand that I'm not perfect and that you don't have to be perfect either. So to every developer that's ever done that, thank you, bless you. I, I just have so much respect for you to stand up and say, look, I get shit wrong just like everybody else. You know, this is super important that we're honest with ourselves, we're honest with everybody else. And we all acknowledge nobody gets it right first time. If someone tells you they've never made a mistake and it always works right, be very wary of that person and what they tell you is what I'm saying there. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to share some thoughts on how I think that you can share uh, your development learning with the rest of the world. Time for a break. Break time over. Okay, so let's get into some of the ways that you can do this growing up in public and and share this experience with other people. Now, first of all, the things to consider here are the ones that you feel comfortable with. Now, by that, I mean not everybody wants to record video or audio, for example, but you could record podcasts just like this one, right? Uh, Anchor.fm is a great way to get started. They take care of all the details for you. Uh, you could also put videos up on YouTube, or you could just, you know, make course videos. Um, you could also put videos up on Vimeo. But I think that the more familiar one for most people will be to make blog posts. Now, you do not have to be some kind of super web guru to do blog posts. You do not have to set up your own website and, you know, have a fancy looking theme and You'd be worried that, oh, but I'm just getting started, so there's hardly any content. Don't sweat the details. The easiest way in the world is to find one of these many, many platforms out there that are going to take care of all the details for you, and you can just start writing your posts. The one that I like is dev.2, D-E-V T-O. And there's a couple of reasons, and they're not sponsoring me or anything. This is just a one that I use, and I just think it's fantastic. The first thing is they take care of all the details. They, you go in there, there's just a simple editor, you write your blog post and you hit publish. It's that simple. The second thing is their environment and their platform is all about positive thought, you know, positive uh, support. So, you know, it's very frowned upon to, in fact, I've never found a negative comment or an offensive comment, things like that. And and that's part of the reason that I like it is not only does it help everybody from all levels, but 
there's just a very positive attitude about anything anybody posts there. So if you're not looking to get into your own website, which I still think is the best way at the end of the day, but to get started with this is to go to something like dev.to and just sign up. It's free and just start making blog posts. And the other thing is there is a massive amount of data content on that site as well. If you are looking for some solution to some problem, I'm going to bet you're going to find something there to help you. I have solved so many problems by just finding posts by people, good people who want to share their content and make life easier for you uh, on, on there as well. You know, obviously there are other resource sites like, you know, Stack Overflow and things like that. But my point here is that you can be the one that contributes content to dev.to as well. There are many other platforms. Of course, you can set up your own WordPress site or there are many hosted WordPress sites, you know, wordpress.com. Um, you can go in there, set up your own site as well using their hosting systems and everything else and just start posting there. The real key takeaway here is remove the burden of creating the platform and maintaining the platform and just focus on putting the content out there. Give you an idea here. When I first started blog posting, gosh, I can't even remember how many years ago it was. The whole idea for me was there was two key things here. One, to give back to all the communities that had helped me with my career over the years. And two, to make blog posts that actually served as an online kind of learning notebook for myself. And that's what I think is important in this conversation here is don't focus necessarily on making a blog post or making content for other people and think of it more as a journal online for yourself. You know, you, you hear people say about developer journals and that all the time. It sounds really fancy. It's really just making notes for yourself for the future or you keeping record of what you've learned. And a blog post or something like that is the perfect way to do this. It doesn't have to be fancy. You do not have to be an expert writer or video producer, or audio recorder, any of these things, you just have to have the passion and desire to do it. So I hope the these, you know, these tips that I've given you here make you think about, okay, I'm going to go out there and do it. If you decide to start putting, you know, if stuff online, if this podcast has inspired you to start putting stuff online, reach out and tell me, because I want to support you and I also want to know that I'm making a positive difference in the developer world. You can do that. You can go to compileswift.com. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at compileswift. Uh, you know, I desperately would love to hear that I have helped, you know, move you forward in a positive way, because that would be such a massive inspiration to me to just keep going and doing what I'm doing. And I'll be honest. Everything I've said to you in this episode has got me to where I am today, and that's why I'm doing this podcast episode right now, because it has all served to, to convince me that sharing everything out in public and not being worried about judgment, concern, or how stupid it may sound to other people, and just putting it out there has really grown my confidence and really grown my platforms to make me the developer as good or as bad as I am but it keeps me moving forward and I hope it does the same for you. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Take care of yourselves. I will speak to you in the next episode.